You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, how's it going? As always, it is your boy, your host, Sosa Cremendez. I'm a fantasy analyst at PFF and your host here at the Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams and part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Quickly, before we dive into this episode, I wanted to remind you guys that you guys can go check out the NFL Ultimate Season Preview on the Odyssey app. Uh, we had all of our experts across the Locked On Network, as well as Odyssey's lineup of NFL experts, dive into every division and every team and our projections for how this season is going to go. But now that we've got that aside, this is going to be our final episode before the kickoff between the Rams and the Chicago Bears on Sunday Night Football. And I want to get you guys a little bit prepared. And me and my guy, Tyler Fulgham, have kind of been going back and forth now for a little bit uh, of a minute here. And we're going to squeeze this episode in just before the kickoff to this uh, week one between the Los Angeles Rams and the Chicago Bears. And obviously, my guy, Tyler's an ESPN sports betting analyst, a host. And we're going to call him a, a betting expert for today's episode, <laughs> all right? Because we're going to kind of lay some uh, odds on you guys here. We're going to go through some interesting topics when it comes to the Rams. Maybe even if we get some time to touch in you know, just the NFL in general, go through some season long bets, futures. You guys have heard me talk about some ones that I've kind of placed over the last few months. Um, any risky ones that we kind of see panning out. And then obviously we can finish up with the week one line between the Rams and the Bears, which we slightly touched on yesterday's episode as well. Uh, but before we get into all of that, my man, Tyler, I know obviously with you working in this business too, um, this offseason kind of flew by for me. How's it been for you? You prepared for week one. I know you got to be ready for this. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that it went by quickly. It seems like the 2021 calendar year has just gone in a blink for as slow as 2020 was because of the pandemic. 2021 has been crazy fast. So I've just been getting ready for football, playing a lot of golf out here in the desert, uh, trying to get that handicap down, but certainly ready to uh, get into the meat of the wagering season with college football now back and the NFL starting up Thursday night and then uh, the full slate on Sunday, including the Rams and the Bears on Sunday night. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And oddly enough, golf sounds pretty fun. I'm horrible at it. I can't swing <laughs> the club and, and make contact with the ball. All my buddies still bug me about that. They all play um, trying to get me out on the on the green, but not for me. The, the, the one thing I can't do out there is consume beverages like like a professional. You but, you know, there we'll you keep go. that to a minimum after what happened last <laughs> weekend. As you guys remember, my face not too great on the podcast this week. Um, so we can get into some of these season long futures and you guys have heard me talk about some of the ones that I've placed. You know, I took the Rams at plus 550 to win the NFC Championship game. Uh, maybe a little bit risky, but hey, man, you got to have some fun out here. Uh, the Rams at plus 1200 to win the Super Bowl as well. Um, obviously, both are going to be relatively decent payouts if they do come to be. Uh, but then there's also, you know, some regular ones like, for example, the Rams to win the division or, you know, some other ones like that as well. Tyler, when you kind of look at this team, are there any season-long bets or futures in general that kind of excite you about this team, whether it's, you know, we talked about it off air, something with props, any kind of players reaching certain props, or um, even awards, you know, because there are a yeah. lot of interesting ones too. Yeah, I uh, I think my favorite way to attack the Rams is with some props, and uh, I will touch on one super long shot uh, award that I think is fun, but I'm not sure so that there's much value on the Rams right now to win the NFC West, to win the NFC, and to win the uh, Super Bowl. That's not to say they can't do it. Obviously, 
they have what it takes uh, as the team is currently constituted. And that's why the Vegas markets have them as one of the favorites, the favorite to win the NFC West over the Niners and the Seahawks. They are the uh, second uh, best odds tied with Green Bay uh, coming out of the NFC. Of course, the defending champ Buccaneers that are there and they're tied with Green Bay uh, at 14 to one uh, and San Francisco at 14 to one to win the Super Bowl. So I'm not sure there's much value on the Rams in terms of those futures. So I'll probably pass on making those bets. Some bets that I do like, though, are some player props because I think if you listen to Usos and 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 and, and people like Jordan Rodriguez who cover the Rams for the Athletic, you get an idea of how this season is going to play out if everyone stays healthy. Unfortunately, that didn't happen with Cam Akers. And I was very, very eager to bet Cam Akers overs. I thought Cam Akers was going to be like 90% of Todd Gurley back in 2017, 2018. Maybe not as explosive in terms of the all-around yards from scrimmage because Gurley was so great out of the backfield catching the rock. But I thought Akers could score 15, 16 touchdowns this season because the Rams offense is going to probably score a few more touchdowns with that upgrade at quarterback from Jared Goff to Matthew Stafford. So while I still, I still, it's a hit that Akers is gone. I still think this offense will be potent. And now I'm just more excited about Stafford in the passing game because if Sean McVay is as smart as I think he is, after you lose Akers, Daryl Henderson's good. Sony Michelle's a nice pickup. But the strength of this team on the offensive side of the ball will be Stafford, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Tyler Higby, Tutu Atwell, Deshaun Jackson, Van Jefferson, so on and so forth. So I really like, I'm going to take a look right now at uh, the DraftKings Sportsbook um, and Matt, Matt uh, Stafford, 28 and a half touchdown passes. I think he'll go over that. I think 30 is well within the uh, range of possibilities. I really love the receiving props. I think Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are right around 1,000. Cooper Cup, 1,000, five yards and a half. I would go over that if he stays healthy. And Robert Woods, I think I like even more. Robert Woods is at 995 and a half yards. And in his career with the Rams, he's averaged better than 1,000 yards per season. And if we know one thing about Woods, He's the wide receiver that McVay trusts the most to be on the field. Cup comes off from time to time. Deshaun's going to be that vertical deep threat. Woods will play 90% of the snaps. As a matter of fact, he did that in 10 of 16 games last year. So so opportunity by just being on the field um, is what you want when you're gambling. And more opportunity, I think, will be there for Robert Woods than any other wide receiver on this team to catch passes from Stafford and to accumulate yards. So those are the, a few of the ways that I'm looking at betting the Rams' futures from a player prop perspective. Unfortunately, I just don't think the value is there outside of just, you know, the emotional, hey, this is my team. Let's throw yeah. 10 bucks down on them at 18 to one to win the Super Bowl. And, and then you get a little extra if they do lift that Lombardi trophy. But I think the best way to attack them from a gambling perspective is on some player props. Yeah, and I really like those. I think it kind of adds up when you look at it like you talked about. Obviously, you lose acres right now. The running game is a bit of a question mark. Um, we know Daryl Henderson maybe lacks a little bit of durability when you look over the course of his career. Sony Michelle sounds like, you know, this guy might not even be able to suit up in week one, never mind when it comes to week 14. So I definitely think they're going to have to rely on this passing game a little bit more, like you mentioned. And um, I like those odds, too, as well, those props for Woods and Cup. Both of those guys nearly crossed 1,000 yards last year. And right. you know, we're talking about an offense that was a lot less explosive, a lot less exciting, a lot less productive than they have been in the past. And of course, now there is that 17th game as well. So there is a lot more opportunities there for guys to stack up a few more yards. And of course, the betting markets are taking that into effect and into account. But at the same time, you know, I think there's just such a big upgrade over Jared Goff here with Matthew Stafford. But it really, I guess, depends on how you look at that quarterback position, because at the end of the day, if you think Stafford is on par with Jared Goff and what Jared Goff brought to the table, then maybe you're not that excited about this passing game. But I feel like, you know, most people, <laughs> especially the people within Ram circles, 
and people, you know, within that media market there within LA, I think most people really do expect this to be quite a big upgrade, myself included. Um, that's why we're going to dive into one interesting risky bet that I have laid down uh, in this <laughs> next segment here. It's going to be about Matthew Stafford, of course. But before we get into that, you guys can find us on Twitter at QB's MVP at Tyler underscore Fulgham. You can find us on YouTube at Locked On Rams. And I want to remind you guys that Built Bar is one of our sponsors for today's episode. I told you guys about Built Bar many times on this podcast. I tried a lot of different protein bars throughout my time here. Uh, a lot of them are chalky, don't taste that great, high in calories, not that high in protein. Built Bar is a little bit different. Uh, you guys should check them out. They're absolutely delicious. They have a bunch of different flavors, so they got you covered no matter what you enjoy. They're high in fiber. They're high in protein, 19 grams of protein per bar, low in sugar, low in calories, and they even work for you if you are on the keto diet. You'll even get a free cooler with your purchase while the supplies last. All you have to do, just go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. It's now going to take us into the second segment here, and I kind of teased one of these bets that I have laid down, and this was relatively recently, right? This was... I want to say after uh, the acquisition of Sony Michelle, so not that long ago, maybe a week or two ago, um, and I picked up Matthew Stafford to lead the regular season in passing yardage. Uh, it was plus 1,600, put a couple dollars down, of course, trying to have some <laughs> fun. Um, and I think it kind of ties back into that first segment there. This running game is questionable, right? At best, you know, they might be solid. They might be what they were last year. We don't really know. But we do know Matthew Stafford's a guy throughout the course of his entire career. He's been a guy that's stolen the football a lot. And I'm sure the Rams want to maybe minimize that a little bit. You want to try and make this guy last. He's been through a lot in terms of all the injury stuff and things like that. But now we're going to take a look at, you know, are there any risky bets that you're kind of looking at in general that maybe you see panning out for the Rams? Anything that, you know, if you were kind of forced to put your money down, that might be a little bit longer uh, that you would feel comfortable (laughs) with kind of bringing it in? Yeah, I'll first say that if I'm going to bet Matthew Stafford rather than just bet like his uh, passing yardage prop going over at, you know, and then paying the book, the juice. I like the fact that you're saying, why not just throw for more yards than anyone else in the NFL? Because I think that's a possible outcome for Stafford. One, we know McVay wants to get more aggressive. Two, we know Stafford, his average depth of target is like a full two and a half yards more than Jared Goff. And that may not seem like a lot, but when you throw the ball five, 600 times a season, now there's a 17th game, that is an extra 1,000, 1,500 yards before yards after the catch from these wide receivers that can do a lot of damage. So I like taking that long shot on Stafford there. Um, We'll have to beat guys like Mahomes and Josh Allen, and that'll be tough, but again, I think they're going to push the rock down the field vertically, and we know they added some deep threats and some playmakers uh, around Matthew Stafford. So I like that bet there, Sos, that you put a sprinkle a little action on. I think my favorite, and this one has a, a real big return on investment, but it's very, very uh, unlikely to happen, which has nothing to do with the player's overall ability. It's just the way that the award is given out. Aaron Donald is 125-1 to 1 to win the MVP, Sos. And we know, first and foremost, that the MVP is pretty much strictly a quarterback award. And no defensive player has won this since 1986 when Lawrence Taylor did. Only two players in the history of the NFL have won the MVP from the defensive side of the football. But we know Aaron Donald is every bit as good as Lawrence Taylor was in his heyday. And we know this defense was dominant last year. And the only reason that um, you know, they failed to make it to the as far as to the promised land of the Super Bowl is because that offense struggled a little bit and Donald got hurt in that game against the Green Bay Packers. So 
at 125 to one, what do we need from Donald to win the MVP? Well, he's probably got to break the sack record. Even in mm-hmm. 17 games, he's probably got to get 22, 23, 24, 25 sacks. The Rams, once again, have to have the first or second best defense in the National Football League. And they're going to have to be a probably a one seed in the NFC. Not just win the NFC West, but win the one seed and a bye in the NFC. And I'm not going to say that the offense has to sputter, but we have to look at the Rams and say, all right, this defense is still the reason that they're winning games. Maybe the offense got better, but the defense is still the dominant side of the football. And I think that's possible. That's in the realm of possibility. When you have Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, we have two of the best five individual defenders in all the National Football League. I think the Rams can stave off some regression from last year when they were the best, even with losing Brandon Staley, uh, the defensive coordinator, to the L.A. Chargers as the head coach. So if – Donald has an historic season. And if the Rams reach their ceiling, go 14 and 3, 15 and 2, something like that, at 125 to 1, all right, I like to sprinkle 10 bucks on that. You can make a, a nice little payday. And of course, you need some help, like a quarterback. You never root for it, but like maybe Mahomes misses a couple weeks with injury or Josh Allen the same. If all those things come together, I think it's better than like a, if you extrapolate the odds, 125 to 1 is like, a uh, sixth of a percent or something like that. <laughs> it's way under 1% in terms of implied probability. But I think there's at least a 1% chance that the Rams can have all those ingredients come together and Donald be as great as he is and he can win the MVP. Yeah, I love that. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> obviously, like you mentioned, you know, it would be out of left field to see a defender win. We know that it is mostly a quarterback award. Uh, and you talked about obviously Donald being on par with Lawrence Taylor. These are two of the three players in NFL history to have three defensive player of the year awards under their titles there under their names, um, which is pretty crazy because Aaron Donald probably has, you know, the best odds out of any defender to do it again this season, which would make him the only player in NFL history with four of those awards, of course. Um, But that's why the odds are, you know, not that favorable in terms of the payout for that award. But that's why I like that MVP one. That's kind of crazy. Um, I would love to see it, you know, and I was even considering placing a bet on Matthew Stafford as MVP. Um, there was yeah. a handful of other ones that kind of got a little bit risky with. I made some props uh, just general across the NFL. Try to look at some interesting players like, you know, for example, Kyler Murray for MVP or yeah. uh, Calvin Ridley to lead the NFL in receiving yards. I think there's a good shot that love he does those. that. Um, you know, so I kind of wanted to get a little bit risky, but at the same time, still stay within that top 10 or top you know, eight options in terms of the uh, payout structures there, the odds uh, to still not make it a little bit too long. But no, that's interesting. I really like that pick. Um, of course, we've seen what Aaron Donald can do. The guy's special. Did break the defensive tackle sack record a few years ago. Nearly broke the overall sack record. And then you mentioned, of course, the extra game is going to be very important, right? That's why it's hard to now compare a lot of these statistics from what's going to happen from here on forth uh, compared to what happened back in the day, right? Or even just last year, because that extra game is such a big piece of importance here. It's like, you know, you get an opportunity where you might average 65 yards a game. That's almost, you know, 70, 100 yards over what you had last season just because of that extra mm-hmm. game. And um, it might be harder for guys to last a little bit in terms of the injuries and stuff like that. But you guys can obviously make your bets, you know, have a little bit of fun this season. I think it's always worth it just to spice things up a little bit more, make it a little bit more interesting. You guys can do that at one of our sponsors today. At betonline.ag, it's that time of year again. The 2021 football season is back. All of our eyes are back on that football gridiron. And BetOnline is the number one spot for all your pro and college football action this season. Get all the latest updated odds, props, and contests, including the half-million-dollar mega contest. 
and the $200,000 Survivor Contest, which are both open now at Bet Online. You can head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports from football to basketball to racing to boxing. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And if you guys need help, you can always check out the Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. They're going to get you guys right, give you your favorite picks, things to avoid every single week. All you have to do is just follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. Now, my man, Tyler, we got to get into this game one week, one contest between the Rams, the Bears. This is where it's all going to begin, of course. Uh, and it really depends on where you're looking. You know, I look at that online. The Rams are favored by nine. I mean, that's one of the biggest lines this week. Very, very large. It's not going to be easy for them to cover. You know, look at Bet365, for example. They're favored by seven and a half. It's clear that the betting markets like the Rams this week. Um, and you don't necessarily have to bet the line. You know, there's other things you can bet. The over-under, of course. Props, for example. Um, but when you look at this game in general, and I think we all kind of expect the Rams to win. And again, you can't pick the money line as well if you're just not that um, risky. I think we all expect the Rams to win. And of course, they are home, so they have that advantage as well. And, you know, their personnel is probably just a little bit better, if not significantly better than the Bears. Is there any concern in terms of this betting line uh, from an outsider's perspective when you look at the Rams did not play any of their starters this preseason, right? No backups even. This right. was only third and fourth stringers. For me, I feel comfortable that the Rams are going to win, but there is a slight concern that it might take them, you know, a half or three quarters or maybe even a couple weeks to really get their legs back under them, knock that rust off, build that chemistry because this is not the same quarterback, right? This is a new quarterback. They have not played together. Is there any concern from that perspective or are you kind of just looking at the Rams as just a much better team than the Bears going into this game? I think more of the latter. Uh, there's always you have to uh, welcome the possibility that there is some rust because it is the first game and starters haven't played. You have a new quarterback, and because of Matthew Stafford's talent, I'm sure there's a few new wrinkles in Sean McVay's scheme that he is uh, inserting into the playbook that he wouldn't do just because Jared Goff couldn't execute them. So there is a slight concern, but I'll point this out. So ever since he has become the head coach of the Saint or the L.A. Rams, pardon me, that was a and slip from a guy from the 314. <laughs> um, ever since he became the head coach of the LA Rams, Sean McVay is 4 0 in week one and 4 0 against the spread in week one. Remember, he beat the brakes off of Indy, got a, a tight win against Carolina. They beat the Dallas Cowboys last year. All of these wins in week one have not only been straight up wins, but they have covered the spread in the Rams' favor. We know Sean McVay is one of the best minds in football, one of the best uh, in terms of preparation. So I'm not worried about the Rams coming out flat. Um, Again, it's possible, but I think that's unlikely given what McVay has shown us in the past. And the fact that the guys who do the heavy lifting on this team are, you know, veterans who've been in the league for a long time. Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Andrew Whitworth. They know how to get ready for a football game. Uh, they don't need preseason football anymore at this point in their career. They need the real They need the real action. That's what gets their juices flowing. And so I think they'll be jacked up to be in front of the home fans at SoFi for the first time. And then uh, play a team that has been stiff competition for them in recent years. Of course, they beat them last year. But I, I think some of those guys on offense are probably – anxious to put a few more points on the board because the offense has struggled a little bit against Chicago Bear defenses in, the, in recent years. It's been the defense, especially last year, that won that game uh, for L.A. So the way that I'm attacking this game is uh, kind of, I think that something that's popular in the betting 
uh, world right now is using this as part of a teaser. And for folks out there who don't know what a teaser is, you can change the spread of this game by six points. So instead of the Rams having to win by eight for you to win, you can tease it down to Rams minus one and a half, seven and a half minus six is one and a half. And then if the Rams win by two or more, you win. But you also got to couple it with another game. You can't just tease one game. You got to tease this game with another one. So a popular option has been the Thursday night game. What, what, what we'll see uh, last night, I guess, if the Buccaneers get teased down from eight and a half to two and a half, um, then that's a popular option uh, to kind of pair with the Rams. You could also look at maybe um, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers the other way. They're getting six and a half points in Buffalo. You tease that up to 12 and a half. There's a really big, you know, room for error for Ben Roethlisberger and Mike Tomlin, even though it's a tough test in Buffalo against Josh Allen. So I would, if you force me, I would lay the seven and a half, but likely going to use this as part of a teaser. The total at 46 and a half um, is hard for me to attack because I do think the Rams defense is going to make life very difficult for Andy Dalton and Allen Robinson. We know we've seen what Jalen Ramsey can do shutting down uh, alpha wide receivers. And there's really not much else beyond Allen Robinson as far as weapons for Andy Dalton to throw to. And I'm glad as a Ram fan that Justin Fields is not starting that game because he scares me a lot more than Andy Dalton does. So I think the Rams defense, you know, barring something unforeseen, catastrophic or an injury is going to hold the Chicago Bears to 14, 17, maybe 20 points at the very, very most. But I'm kind of anxious to see if if Sean McVay kind of wants to uh, remind the league how good he is now that he's got his quarterback and kind of light up the scoreboard a little bit. I think they're going to be very aggressive, pushing the ball downfield, challenging this Bears defense horizontally and vertically. So if they can score four or five touchdowns, I think over is the play here, but it scares me to go over 46 because I'm not sure the the Bears are going to bring much more than a touchdown or two to this table. Yeah, and that's part of the reason why I'm scared to bet that over as well, right? I think the Rams are going to be able to pull their weight when it comes to that line. Uh, But like you mentioned, this Bears team, I just don't trust them, right? You talked about Justin Fields there. I certainly think this guy's the better quarterback right now. And I get that, you know, maybe they don't want to throw him out to the Wolves and um, get him killed out there because he is going against Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. But at the same time, I think you've got to give yourself the best chance to win. And so... Um, while it sounds like they're pretty adamant on Dalton playing this game and starting this game, I honestly would not be shocked at some point if we do see fields on that field, no pun intended, but, um, obviously that's just speculation. We don't know what's going to happen there, but like you mentioned, I just think this Rams defense is too good for the bears offense to be able to properly attack, right? You look at that offense and they're not terrible, but where they're strong is exactly where the Rams are strong on the defensive side of the ball too. You mentioned Robinson. Only had 70 yards receiving last time against Jalen Ramsey. Four targets, four receptions. Darnell Mooney got open a little bit, but never really connected with Nick Foles. Uh, the running game was not productive. David Montgomery could not really get much going. And then on the other side of the ball, I think the Rams are in a good position right now. Where they're strong, the Bears are not so strong, right? There's a lot of question marks at cornerback. We talked about it on this podcast yesterday. They're starting two guys in Kendall Vildor and Duke Shelley in the slot that I'm pretty sure 99.9% of fans have never even heard of. You know, I had to do some extensive research for PFF or article I was writing yesterday to find out anything about these guys. Uh, and their numbers were not great, especially Vildor, who I believe is going to be starting on the boundary opposite of Jalen Johnson, who's their number one corner. You know what that tells me, Sos? That tells me if you play daily fantasy or you play fantasy football, fire yes. up Cooper Cup. <laughs> yeah, most Cooper definitely. Cooper Cup is going to eat in this matchup against the Bears because they are soft at that uh, uh, slot or yeah, slot and nickel corner. 
Oh, there's no doubt about it. I think if you're playing DFS, if you're playing uh, fantasy football, if you have Cooper Cup or Robert Woods this week, you got to feel really, really good about your chances to get a, a productive game out of these guys. Um, and I'm just excited to see how it's going to work with Stafford, right? This is our first exposure yeah. to how these guys are going to connect. And I think it's going to be a little bit weird for him at first because I mentioned this again yesterday. A lot of what he's had to deal with over the course of his career in Detroit were jump ball contested catch style guys, right? And now mm-hmm. the Rams are completely opposite. Like these guys are professional separators. They're not really going to jump up and, you know, moss guys as they say it. They're going to separate. They're going to create three, four yards of separation on these routes and Stafford's going to be able to put it on them. And these guys, are, of course, you know, are amongst the top three receivers in yards after the catch over the last two seasons. So they know how to create with the ball in their hands. And I think it's going to be a very fun matchup, obviously. Um, and I would probably bet the Rams at seven and a half as well. I just, I can't go with that over under. I don't trust the bears. Um, And I feel like the Rams typically do a good job, not only in week one, like you mentioned, which is a really fascinating tidbit, but coming out in these big bright light moments. And, you know, you look at now SoFi stadium being open to fans for the first time, these new uniforms, which by the way, are just absolutely incredible. The white tops, yellow pants, so clean. I think they're really going to want to put together this really good performance to just start the season right, you know, usher in this new season where the Rams are trying to build that momentum to work towards the Super Bowl, of course. So um, that's going to be interesting to see. I'm really excited to see how this one's going to shake out. But I think, you know, if you guys are going to take advantage of this game, that teaser option, very interesting. Yeah, I'll probably make it a part of a parlay. You know, I like to play a little <laughs> there bit you go. Um, riskier, but at the same time, I'm not exactly throwing down uh, mortgages when it comes to this stuff. You know what I mean? I'm keeping it relatively safe and simple. Um, that's mostly going to do it for this episode, unless there's anything else you wanted to drop in here, Tyler. Uh, where can the people find your stuff? Where can they find you on uh, socials and stuff like that? Yeah, as you mentioned, uh, Twitter is at Tyler Fulgham, T-Y-L-E-R underscore F-U-L-G-H-U-M. As Sos mentioned, I'm uh, ESPN sports betting host and analyst. The show I work on is Daily Wager, which obviously is going to give you uh, betting analysis for the day and the evening across all sports, not just football, but if you're a hockey fan, tennis fan, basketball fan, you know, golf fan. It doesn't matter if you can bet on it. We discuss it. And that is a weekdays, Monday through Friday on ESPN2 at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, out where I'm at. I also do some digital shows on our ESPN YouTube channel, uh, Twitter, Facebook, all those digital platforms. It's called Bet, and that is going to air Sunday, Monday, and Thursday during football season, which obviously coincides with the uh, football slate. So um, times differ depending on the day. Sunday, it's in the morning right before kickoff. Thursday, tonight when we do the Bet show, it'll be right before kickoff on Thursday night. Um, And then Monday, it'll be the same right before kickoff on Monday night football. Um, But you can find that on our ESPN YouTube betting channel. So go subscribe so you can get all that content we put on there with the great crew at ESPN. I'll be doing appearances on Max Kellerman's show. We'll be doing a a, a really fun um, special broadcast on Monday evening for the Ravens and the uh, Raiders. That is going to be a dope way to watch the game. It's called a mega cast. And instead of, you know, hearing, you know, the play-by-play and color commentary, you're going to be watching the game like a broadcast, but you're going to hear us in studio with the NFL live crew, you know, Mina Kimes, Laura Rutledge, uh, Dan Orlovsky, um, that fun crew. And we're going to be dissecting the game from the, you know, NFL insider perspective and then from our gambling perspective. So I think that's kind of the future of way people are going to consume sports, um, not just classic standard play-by-play and color commentary, but getting different kind of perspectives into a broadcast. So a lot of different ways to check me out. Excited for a uh, year two for me at ESPN and to uh, dive into another football season says 
Most definitely. Hey, I told you guys, expert, if you guys don't want to listen to me, you don't got to. But if you want to make money, you should probably listen to Tyler here. So uh, appreciate you guys, as always, for tuning into another episode here. I'm definitely going to have to get Tyler back on at some point. We'll, we'll discuss, you know, uh, yes. when it works out on our schedules. Of course, we're both pretty busy now with football coming around. And Tyler being full in with the whole sports thing, not just football. There's plenty for him to discuss. Mm-hmm. So appreciate you guys, as always, checking us out. You guys can always come connect with us on Twitter. Tyler mentioned his, mine, at QBsMEP, the page at LockedOnRams. Uh, search us on YouTube at LockedOnRams as well. And please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.